I'd like to welcome everybody this morning. We uh, appreciate another opportunity to be in the Lord's house. and uh, Thankful for how good the Lord is to us. And, uh, you know, as we go through life, um, you know, there's, there's high times and there's low times, and he's there for us um, no matter uh, what situation we're in. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, being saved and uh, having him to go to no matter no matter what's going on in my life, whether I can thank him or uh, ask him for help or whatever situation I'm in, I appreciate that. But, uh, we appreciate the songs they sung this morning. Looking forward to having a good day in the Lord. And, uh, I'm asking Brother Cooper to dismiss this Sunday school. We appreciate another opportunity to be in God's house today. Uh, seem like a lot of the time we take we take our opportunities for granted until uh, we get to a place where we can't be here, and then uh, we we shouldn't take them for granted at all. And uh, I like that first song the kids sung. Uh, let me tell you what Jesus done for me. I don't, I don't know if that's the right exact words or not, but the Bible said, be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you with fear and trembling. And uh, the best way, uh, the best way to, Tell somebody you've been saved is to live like you've been saved first. And then if, if God gives it to you, I tell them, tell them what the Lord done for you. And uh, our lesson this morning's in the fifth chapter of Galatians, starting at the first verse. And we said last week the Galatians was having some problems, and uh, some of the some of the Jews were trying to tell them they needed to keep the law and they needed to be circumcised and all this, all this stuff that the Jews done un, under the law. And uh, uh, 
they was trying to tell them they needed to do all that stuff in order to be saved besides coming to Jesus. And, and, uh, uh, and I thought, let me read this first verse. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Stand fast. Uh, in Romans, it said, uh, when you've done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt with the truth, and, and I can't quote all of that, but having the whole armor of God. When you've done all to stand, when I've personally done all that I can do, And, and he said, when you've done all to stand, stand. And the only way, the only way we can do that, and, and everybody here knows this from experience, I, I presume, but the only way you can do that is by the help of the Lord. Uh, he gave us, he, the Bible said he'd give us all things that pertain unto life. He's given us everything that we need to be able to live a Christian life. That don't mean you're going to live perfect. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But that, just because the Bible said that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, don't give me an excuse to sin. There is no excuse. And uh, so we... If we sin, the Bible said we have an advocate. We can go to Jesus and get forgiveness. And uh, uh, But stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And, and God, when we got saved, he made us free from the bondage of sin and death. And Jesus... Jesus fulfilled the law. He didn't do away with the law. He fulfilled it. And it's, it's fulfilled in, in my soul in Jesus. I ain't never kept the law. Now, there's, there's some of it. There's a lot of those things in them commandments that I've not done. But there's some of them that I have done. And uh, uh, so we're not perfect. But Jesus is. And that's where the perfection come from in my soul. Wasn't because I was such a good guy, and everybody knows better than that. And it's because Jesus was such a good guy, if you want to say it that way. And uh, uh, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, Paul might have been talking about the law a little bit here because the, them people was trying to get them to keep the law. Now, everybody here understands you don't get lost after you've been saved. The Bible said we are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time and that we were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. So no, there's no getting lost. But if we go off after the devil, and it don't matter which direction you go, uh, these people was trying trying to get these these Galatians to go off after some other religion. I mean, it, 
this this was this the law and the, all those things that were in the law that they had to do before Jesus come. That that was God. God handed that down to Moses, and uh, so. But at this time, Jesus had fulfilled all of that, and by by trusting in Him, that's fulfilled in my in me. Uh, but if we get in, if we if we go after sin, now. The Bible said, he that knoweth to do good and do it not, to him it's sin. <clears throat> so if I know, if I know what God wants me to do, and if, you fought, if you've been saved and you try to follow him, you trust him, you will know what to do. Guaranteed. I've been wrong a lot of times, and God told me I was wrong. He gave me direction. And uh, so, <clears throat> if we if we go off after sin, we we're entangled in the things of the world in this flesh. Now that don't get down in your soul, but it it'll it'll cut off our fellowship with God. As far as getting blessings, actually, some of the best blessings. And it wasn't a blessing at the time. But some of the best blessings, that I, if, if, when I look back at it now, was the times that God told me I was wrong. That I was going the wrong way, that I was His. And them, them some of the best blessings that God ever gave me. And, uh, but don't get entangled. If we get our life tangled up in things that uh, even... Well, like these people, what, they were trying to get them all tied up in religion. If we, if we go off after any kind of religion, I don't care, I don't care what kind it is, if it's Baptist religion. And I, as far as I'm concerned, this church right here is as close to the book as there is, in my opinion. But if... If, if I'm all about religion and forget about salvation, forget about following the Spirit of God, then I'm going wrong. And uh, I quoted that scripture about being ready always to give an answer to any man of the, the reason of the hope that's in you. You can only do that right when the Spirit allows you to. Same way with anything we do, and everybody here understands that, I guess. But if we get entangled in anything that will take our hearts away from God, uh, like those Pharisees in the Bible, them, them people lived a real clean life, most of them anyway. And, uh, but that's what they were all about. It wasn't about trusting God. It was about how good I am. And if I get it in my head that I'm better than somebody else at anything, I don't care what. I'm wrong. I've sinned. Because we're all 
Actually, we're all heirs and joint heirs with Christ. We're all just exactly the same far as God's concerned. Now, he's got different, he's got different, th different operations, different jobs he needs us to do. We've got different abilities. And God, God uses those abilities. And he, he gives us what he wants us to have. And it's up to us to follow him. And uh, uh, if I decide, if I decide I can do it my way is better, then I'm wrong. <clears throat> so if we get, we get, be not entangled again in the yoke of bond. If we get sin in our life, we're yoked up with sin, and God ain't going to use us. How would it be, and just to give an example, if, if our preacher was living like the devil and everybody knew it, and he's getting up here every Sunday trying to preach how, how great God is and how great we are, how, how we ought to live, uh, how much effect would that have? Absolutely none. Actually, it'd probably make some people mad and people quit even quit coming to church. That's that's the point. And but it's not just up to the pastor to live right. Seem like anymore a lot of a lot of people that are Christians have the idea uh that it's the preacher, the preacher, the preacher and 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 we're making it a like a, a spectator sport or something. We just sit back and, and watch the preacher and and uh, get up and go home. We need to get our, have our hearts right when we come to church. Be ready. And if God wants us to do something, do it with everything you got. The Bible, I learned, quoted that, he that knoweth to do good and do it not, to him it's sin. If God gives you something to do and you don't do it, you've sinned. We don't, a lot of times we don't look at it like we would if we was out running around in the world. We make a difference. But as far as God's concerned, there's no difference. Disobedience to God is sin. I don't care if he's saying don't do that or if he's saying do that. If I disobey, I've sinned. But anyway, and we get tangled up to where we can't do our job. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. In other words, if you're trusting in something else, uh, when I got saved, I give my life to Jesus. And if I... If I get to the place where I think I gotta I gotta do this and that and the other in, in order to make it to heaven, uh, I'm trusting in me to get me there. And uh, if, if I've been saved, I'm going, no doubt about that. But if I'm trusting in something else instead of Jesus, then I'm sinning. Uh, Jesus. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's, that's where salvation comes from. And that was the full price, absolutely the full price for salvation. And the only thing I had to do to get it was come to Jesus humble, with an humble heart. Lord, here I am, I'm yours. And uh, <clears throat> that's all. Now, I don't want nobody to misunderstand me. God expects us to live right. But, but what God expects out of us to live right ain't for our salvation. It's for the salvation of our people. We got, we got to be an example. And uh, the Bible said we, we were ambassadors and, uh, for God. And uh, so we need, we need to live like it. Anybody got anything? So if, we, if we're trying to live right in order to make it to heaven, uh, we're, ca we're casting a, an aspersion or what, however you want to say it on Jesus because he paid the whole price. There's no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only salvation there is, and I don't have, I don't have to live perfect in order to keep it. I quoted that scripture a while ago. We're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the lifetime. Already ready and, and can't get on ready down in my soul. Now, I can get me messed up in this man to where I can't do God's will, but I, I, can't, I can't get on saved. Christ has become of no effect unto you whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. Now, there are people who tell you, that, that says you, you, you got lost again. You, grace is unmerited favor. And if you fall from grace, you just fell out of favor with God. You're out of fellowship. And uh, so if, if we, and that's, that's kind of what I've been trying to say, uh, if, we, if we're depending on something else, we're out of fellowship with God. If I'm depending on me to keep me, then I'm, I'm out of fellowship with God. Now, God wants me to live right. I done said that. But that, that living right ain't to keep me saved. That's to be a light to the world. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. We through the Spirit. I remember... I was, I was 15 years old when I got saved. Not everybody here knows, knows my experience by heart probably. But 
just it was shortly after that I don't know I I was going to school at Lima Senior and I was sitting in class one day and I looked out looking out the window and, and uh, I was thinking is this a day the Lord's going to come and get me and uh, but from the time I got saved I've been looking for Jesus to come and uh He's going to change this vile body, the Bible said, and make it like unto his glorious one. That's the hope we have in Jesus. My soul has got everything it's ever going to get down on the inside. But this body, when I got saved, God didn't change this thing. He gave me a job to do. Now he changed he changed me down in here and and he put his love in here and I had a desire from right out of here to come to church and to do the right thing. But in this man here, there's been a warfare. Every one of you understands this, I know. There's been a warfare in me ever since the day I got saved. The, Paul said when I would do good, evil's present. Anytime you you think about or God God gives you something to do, the devil's right there saying that don't fit right here, or somebody else could do that better. All kinds of different excuses he the devil will give us to not do our job for God, and our job is to do what God gives us. And if, if he says testify or pray or or shout, or whatever, that's your job right then. And uh, But the first thing you got to do is live right. Live where people have confidence in you, and then you, you can help somebody. Anybody got anything? So we're waiting for the hope of the righteousness, of righteousness by faith, and the righteousness... The only righteousness there is that's not filthy rags is Jesus. And the, the Bible said Jonah was, or Noah was a preacher of righteousness, so he was preaching Jesus because that's all there is. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Now, All the natural works, there, there, there's a lot of religions in the world today that will preach that water baptism gets you in. John, John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but there's one that cometh after me who's mightier than I, and he'll baptize you with the fire and the Holy Ghost. Now, a lot of people might think, well, you, you get baptized and you get saved, and then later on you get the Holy Ghost. No such thing. I can tell you from experience, and every one of you can too. I, the day I come to Jesus, I got, I got everything I needed for time and eternity. He get. He made a new creature out of me down on the inside. 
And I've, I've told, I couldn't tell you the number of times, when I left the church house that Sunday morning, I was walking on the clouds. And uh, everything was brighter. Just natural. God's creation was brighter. And my life was brighter. And it's been that way ever since. We get down, we kind of get down in the valley sometimes and, and uh, start feeling sorry for ourselves for one reason or another. But when God let us remember who we are and where he brought us from, all of that fades into the background. I remember, I've told this hundreds, a couple of times anyway, two or three. My mom was in the nursing home and, and uh, what, wasn't doing very well. <clears throat> and uh, she quit, about quit eating. And I was down there one day and I, you know, I could talk her into taking a bite or two now and then. <clears throat> and uh, I left there going home. Uh, and a song going through my mind, or I was singing, I don't remember. I love the Lord. And I, I <clears throat> said, I love the Lord deep down in my heart. And got to that part where it said, He brightens up this pathway of mine. And God filled my cup up and run it over, and, and all, all of that negative thoughts was gone. But he knowed I needed a little help right then, and he sent it. And God will take care of us if we'll let him. And I don't always let him. I, sometimes I try to handle things myself, and that's when we get in trouble. Anybody got anything? So it's not by works. It's not by baptism. Nobody never has. Nobody never has or never will get in God's kingdom through water baptism. Water baptism is... Jesus told John when he come to be baptized, said, it behooveth us to fulfill all righteousness. Water baptism is a, is a testimony to the world that you've been saved, that you, you died out to the love of sin and was made alive again in Christ. And that's, that's a testimony of baptism is. And it's, it's also the entry the doorway into the local church. <clears throat> but it never has saved anybody. But that baptism that Jesus gives... That's salvation. Anybody got anything? You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? And if we're not careful, we can be doing real good. And the devil come along and talk us right into messing up one way or another. And I, for the longest time now, it seemed like, <clears throat> for several years, this church, this church has done, been blessed, God, beyond measure. 
and uh, not we've had a few little little problems and, and you're going to have those I guess but we've not had any real real big things that that would tear the church up or something like that but you, we got to be careful stay in our place if if I get out of my place, I'm liable to come up with any kind of idea. So we need to be guard, I guess you could say it this way, guard religiously the unity that God's given us. And love one another with everything God will give us. And... Uh, if you love somebody like you ought to, you ain't going to do nothing to hurt them. So, and that's, this lesson talks about that, I believe. You did run well, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Just a little bit of sin will cut off your blessing. It'll, it'll get you to where your testimony ain't worth two cents, if, if I can use that phrase. Uh, I've, I've known people... Uh, and for for one reason or another, just come to church once in a great while, and uh, and we'd get up and testify or or sing a song or do something every time they come. We'd just be there once a month or every two months or whatever, and uh, that ain't worth much. It might it might it might do some good for them. I don't know. But we got we got to live. If we're singing, "Oh how I love Jesus," our life ought to prove that. It's not just the words that comes out of our mouth. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. So we need to keep all sin out of our life, and that's that's a full time job. And now, and we can't do that on our own. I, I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about guarding religiously the unity, and I, I have ever confidence that all the people that I know here are going to do that the very best they can. I'm just like Paul uh, in that respect. But the devil, the devil is going to be after us and has been. I don't want nobody to misunderstand what I'm saying. All, all the years, I've been in this church ever since I was a little kid. 
And the devils tried, ever, ever, far back as I can remember, the devils tried to mess this church up. And he's still trying. And I can't, I, I, I couldn't tell you nothing specific right now, and, and wouldn't if I could, but uh, the devil's after us all the time. He don't quit. And uh, the Bible said, and this is talking about God now, said, He that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. In other words, God's on the job all the time. Well, they could, they could turn that right around and say the same thing about the devil. He's on the job all the time. He don't quit. And uh, Bobby Wilson preached here one time, said, if you've not had trouble, look out, it's coming. And uh, Job said, man born a woman's few days and full of trouble. And, and all of Job's trouble, the devil brought to him. God allowed it, but the devil brought it. And uh, that's the case with us sometimes. But God, the things that God allows Satan to do in our life is for our benefit. He knows, God knows that some of those trials will give us strength to be able to overcome something even worse later on. That's, that's my thought on it. Uh, and Job, I said several times, Job, Job's one of my heroes. God, God allowed him to go through all those problems for my benefit. And uh, then I, Job's life's been a big help to me. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. Now, if, if, if a preacher gets up and preaches something that ain't right, and, just, and if, Paul was, if Paul was preaching circumcision, he'd absolutely have been preaching something wrong. Because the, the, natural, the natural things that they had to do under, under the law, Jesus fulfilled that completely. And he, they had to do all those sacrifices. When Jesus died on Calvary's cross, the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. Those sacrifices were finished. Jesus was a, was a perfect sacrifice that uh, satisfied the, the heart of God. And uh, those sacrifices made under the law, the Bible said, never did take away sin. There never was a sacrifice made till Jesus came. And he, he died on the altar. You have it. A rolled rugged cross, a, a perfect sacrifice to save us. 
None of those other sacrifices wouldn't do it. And they wasn't intended to. They were just pointing to the perfect when it was coming. <clears throat> I would they were even cut off which trouble you. And uh, that's self-explanatory. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Now, if we're, if, if we're not careful, we'll get sometimes maybe get ideas in our head on what the, some scripture means and decide, well, that's, that's just the way it is. I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. And uh, when, when we start thinking uh, as far as understanding on scriptures is concerned, when we start thinking somebody else is wrong, uh, we need to examine ourselves real close. Make sure that somebody that's wrong ain't us. But I'll tell you what, now it's been, it's been a long time since I've done this, but uh, I had some ideas at one time on the scripture and I said something about them and, and somebody straightened me out real quick. I, w I was wrong. And uh, so we, we need to be very careful what we say about God's word. Be, be sure, be sure the Lord give it to you. And, and he can do that through the preacher or through somebody testifying or, or just talking with somebody. If the Spirit moves in something, you got it right. Or I've, I've been sitting reading the Bible at home and, and read over a verse and God just opened it up and uh, he can give it to you when he needs to. And that's the only time you're going to get it anyways. When God thinks you need it, he'll give it to you. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And if we, if we love one another like we ought to, we're not going to treat each other bad. Uh, we had a problem in this church several years ago. Everybody probably knows. But worst time of my life. It, it was like coming to church. It was like going to a funeral. Or worse than that, really. Most funerals you feel a spirit in once in a while. But the church, the church was way down. And uh, there were some people left. Everybody knows that story, I guess. And uh, that, hurt, that hurt the church at the time that it happened. And it, some things about it still does a little bit, I guess. But God, God worked a real great thing out of that really God blessed the church 
out of that. And, and ever since then, we that were here at that time have been real careful to keep the unity, try to keep the unity in the church. And I, I don't want to bang that too much, but uh, look, that is important. So love, love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. And that's about what it amounts to. If we, if we get two sides on a different issue or something, and we start arguing back and forth, uh, pretty soon the church ain't got no power. It don't take long. So we need to, we, I, need to, I need to watch where I get. If, if I get, if I get a, a bad thought in my head about what somebody else is doing or saying or so on, where I ought to take it to the Lord. That ought, to, that ought to put a burden on my heart to where I'd stay on the altar till God fixed it or showed me how to get, how to get rid of it. How to, you know, we need God's help. So if, if the devil's after you, even with religious stuff, which is what these people were doing, they were after them with religious stuff. Religion's, religion's good in some ways. And religion's what we do. And if, if I'm living right, if I'm living right, that's my religion. I, but religion's not salvation. And, uh, and you, can have, you can have the wrong kind of religion and to mess you up. But anyway, I think everybody understands that. So we need to be very careful. And each person individually ought to be, try to be the very best that we can be. And if we have a problem, if something bothers us, go to God with it. It, it, ain't, it ain't all our battle to fight. Once in a while, we have to get in on it, but uh, it's not all our battle to fight. And when it is, we ought to depend on the Lord to direct us. And, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Ever, when the church has to do discipline or anything, like, it needs to be done with love. We don't do those things because we hate people or don't like them. We do those things because we love God and love the church and we love them. And we'd like for them to straighten their life up. Be what, be what they said they were when they got up off the altar. And I'm out of time.